2: Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a
1: home run.
0: Oh my That's God. Deep
1: to right field.
0: Way up there. Oh my.
1: And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Down goes Anderson.
2: Here's the payoff pitch. What's up everybody. Welcome in to payoff pitch. Action Network's MLB betting podcast. Monday, September 25th. Brendan Glasheen with Charlie Disterco and BJ Cunningham today. Just a four-game slate in baseball. Four games. This feels like a playoff day in MLB, which uh we are here during the regular season. It's our final week of the regular season. We're here this week, Monday, Tuesday, Friday. I've been telling you, if you've been tuning in regularly, that we would have announcement slash uh we would give you the plan for the postseason. Basically. The plan is whenever there's a game, we'll have a show. So especially during that wild card series and when there's like four games a day, three or four games a day, we'll have a show up and at it uh, ready to go. Timing TBD, because as most of you know that love baseball, if you don't know already, a lot of day games and kind of gets finicky in terms of how the the pod gets released. So uh, stay tuned for timing purposes. But the plan is we're going to have basically podcasts every day in October. Getting you through uh the fall classic and through the end of the month of October, so look forward to that. There, there's not much time left in the season for some of these teams. Uh, we will get to Houston and Seattle. That is the marquee matchup, uh, not just today but for the week. There's a lot of implications that are super crucial for the American League West. Those teams are facing each other. So what we'll do here, Charlie and PJ, if you got a bet on one of the four games. You give it. If you don't, we move
1: on. So let's just start with Arizona and New York. Charlie, do you have a play on this game? I do not, but I have a lean on the Yankees matchup between Clark Schmidt, Merrill Kelly. Kelly, about a four expected ERA, a negative regression candidate, kind of escaped that all season long. Um, He's got a career worse than walk rate and hard hit rate, but just hasn't really, you know, gotten hit hard at 77 left on base rate. So he's been stranding runners, been a bit of a luck box, and Clark Schmidt has kind of been the opposite. I'm actually high on Schmidt. His biggest issue is that he struggles against left-handed hitters, but he's expected ERA down in the low fours rather than where his ERA currently sits in that mid to high four range. To me, it's just a matter of, you know, the Yankees have the better offense over the last 14 days. They rank higher in WRC+. plus. Aaron Judge back in that lineup pays dividends. We saw it on Friday night when my Arizona money line bet got torn up because Judge hit two home runs. But the Yankees, I think, have a slight offensive advantage right now, especially in the matchup against right-handed pitching, and they have the better bullpen. They're the way better bullpen here, especially with Holmes in the back end versus this Arizona pen that kind of seems to be blowing a lot of games. So lean toward the Yankees, especially as an underdog at home, but no play from me. It's going to be a soggy, soggy day. In the Bronx,
2: BJ, I think that relates to why yeah. you might might want to touch this game.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I, I did project a little value in the over 8.3 runs before accounting for the weather. But we've, like you said, it's going to be soggy. we got the wind blowing in 12 miles an hour from left field. So uh, this is an easy pass with two lineups that are below average over the last 30 days. Yankees, yeah, one of the worst lineups against right-handed pitching. So easy pass for me.
2: Uh, two other American League West teams play each other today, the Rangers and Angels. Again, just a four-game slate. We're going to just touch all four games because why not? Uh, seeing value at all, uh, Texas, John Gray. John Gray's on the mound. That'll be interesting to watch. If Texas gets in, how does he look coming back from the injury, if he can be a factor? Uh, Rangers on the road at Los Angeles, minus 185, Charlie. Sandoval's on the mound for the Angels. They're plus 150 on the money line.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't pay me to bet on John Gray. So I'm not going to be betting on the Rangers or on a total here. His expected ERA in the mid fours, low barrels, but his strikeout rate is his lowest since the COVID year. I just don't really love backing John Gray. He kind of scares me. He was a left on base, you know, wizard early on in the season. It's kind of come back. But and then, and, at, and just Sandoval, I don't know what happened to him. I was pretty high on him last year. He did well last year. The beginning of the year, he was solid. And it's kind of all, Falling apart with a iffy command, a declining strikeout rate. So, if you want to bet this game, and I and I don't have triple sevens today because it's just four uh, games, I would look toward Josh Young, number one on the team with against left-handed pitching with a 177 WRC plus and a 311 isolated power. He crushes lefties. He's coming back from injury, so he ha- he does have a home run, but you know it's always scary to back a guy coming off an injury, uh, especially a hitter. But Sandoval worse at home. Obviously worse against right-handed hitting. Josh Young crushes lefties. So if you want to play, that is where I would look. Also, my bad.
2: I'm thinking John Means, not John Gray. Apologies. John Means with the Orioles. I mixed up Johns. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, One has J-O-N, the other is J-O-H-N. I don't know if you can trust a guy without the H. Yeah, been, I can't. Can't.
2: That's That would be my handicap on it. John, J- <laughs> J-O-N, come on. <laughs> anyway, BJ, uh, you got to play here? Would you... Did you dabble on the Angels? Maybe. I
3: don't know. I like I was I was just checking (laughs) Zarillo's projection. He has a minus 139. I have a minus 138. So I'm staring at this like, yeah, there's value on the Angels. John Gray's given up over three earned runs in his last first start, four starts. Like Charlie Charlie already mentioned, he was a bit of a left on base wizard. He hasn't been pitching well as of late. The Rangers offense is getting better though. 340 weighted on base average over the last 30 days. Uh, and you just, you know, you know, I just went on fan graphs and looked at the angels lineup and it's, it's not good. (laughs) Not great. Um, but there is value on the angels. If, if somebody out there wants to dabble on them at plus plus one sixty five. might have to go to a, you know, park bench somewhere and just stare, stare and see if I actually want to play them tonight. So if you're so inclined, there is value on the angels, I'm still deciding on whether I want to do it or not.
2: Payoff pitch is presented by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ACTION when signing up Ticket up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses for new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
2: I think both of you, I know I'm looking at the app now. BJ did bet the Houston Astros. Justin Verlander is pitching tonight. They're in Seattle. So if you, if you don't know already, Houston and Seattle are facing each other. Uh, This week. And it's fascinating because Seattle is eight and two against Houston in this regular season. Remember they shrunk the division head to head schedule this year. So they're only going to play each other uh, 13 times as opposed to 19. They added more interleague games and Texas is going to win the West In the wild card though. Houston has a half game lead on the Mariners entering the series and Charlie, you like Houston tonight. Why might you like Houston with Verlander against Luis Castillo?
1: Yeah, I mean, Houston is not dead in the AL West, and neither is Seattle based on, you know, they have Seattle's four games with Texas to end the season. So still a lot to be had, but this is the playoff series. This is as pivotal a series as I've seen in some time. I like the Astros here. Luis Castillo, his x-ray is pretty similar to Verlander's. The biggest difference here is that he gives up a lot more barrels and his high hard hit rate is a little bit higher. Obviously, he has more strikeouts, but he's kind of been a, a bit of a negative regression candidate for some time. I know that Zorillo and Debondo have long been fading Castillo, whether it's an over or a money line on the opposite team. His bips right around like 260. It's well below his career average and projections, which is about 10 to 20 points higher. Verlander, obviously, we've seen the, the decline in strikeouts, but I like him here. I, I I backed him against the Orioles last time out, and they lost and blew it because Presley blew a, a lead late. But a, a few bloop hits ended up giving him three-earned runs. But he's pitched a lot better of late. Both these offenses pretty similar against right-handed pitching, but the Astros actually over the last 30 days, they're number one in WRC+. Plus. Over the last 14, 11th the Seattle is 11th and 16th, respectively. So better offense, and I'd say it's about a wash in the bullpen battle and you're telling me that i'm going to get in a do or die series a team at plus money that i think is slightly better and i th- and i would have told you that they would not have been swept by kc so i think we're going to get an angry royals i mean an angry astros team against the seattle mariners squad that is declining so give me the astros at plus money here
2: yeah, the pitching matchups for this series are pretty good. They'll put on TBS tomorrow. Javier faces Kirby yeah, tomorrow, and then Valdez-Miller is your matchup for uh, the third game. BJ, thoughts on tonight with Verlander facing Castillo. This game has to be bigger for Houston, right, because of just the edge the, uh, the Mariners have in the season series and the fact that the M's have a half-game lead.
3: Yeah, for sure. No, it's definitely bigger for the Astros. And, yeah, I, I agree with Charlie. I do like the Astros, a plus-110 on the money line. So, you know, echoing everything Charlie already said, the other thing with Castillo – is he's not a big stuff plus guy? Like he's very, very good with his location, but overall for the season, his stuff plus is a ninety six. And then even when you go over the last thirty days, it's down to eighty seven. He's basically just got one good pitch, the slider, and everything else. Everything else is well below average. The Astros are the number one lineup in Major League Baseball over the last thirty days, hitting the crap out of the ball right now. And Verlander is a very interesting candidate because yes, he hasn't pitched well since coming over to Houston. But overall for the season, he's got the exact same expected ERA as Castillo. And so if you take the Astros lineup, which is better than the Mariners right now, you give Houston a slight edge here. And then you obviously account for home field advantage, then you know you're getting closer to around even money, which Zerillo does have the Mariners only projected at minus 103. So some decent value on the Astros tonight. And Verlander, another thing with him, you know, most righties, right handed pitchers tend to struggle against lefties. Well, Verlander's actually excellent against left-handed batters and the way that the Mariners platoon, I don't know if they'll do this tonight because if they know this, they might not do it, but they have six left-handed bats. They can put in their lineup against righties. So that could give Verlander a pretty good edge here. Um, so, you know, I projected the Astros as a slight favorite at minus one Oh five. So uh, Houston plus plus
1: one ten, good enough for me to agree with Charlie. Yeah. We also, the, the kitchen sink is going to be thrown by the Astros. Everyone's available in that bullpen and yep. Seattle, they had Topa pitch back-to-back days. So that's one of their top three arms. Also out Munoz pitched yesterday too. So obviously he'll be available today, but they are Seattle's trying to use everybody just as much as Houston is. And without Topa and in a game that I think is going to be close, you got to give the edge to the Astros, especially with that lineup. You guys got me excited. This feels like playoff baseball. It basically is a playoff game. game. I mean, they have to win. They have to win two out of three. If they lose, if they, if they lose two out of three, then all of a sudden they're down. I think they're they're down a half a game and then they would need Texas who, probably has that division wrapped up by then and Texas can kind of hand pick. And if they want to throw out a lineup, you know, that's uh, of triple a players just to end the season and give Seattle the advantage over Houston in the long run.
2: Yeah. And yeah, Seattle just swept a part of me, Texas just swept Seattle over the weekend. And that is why the Rangers are sitting, sitting yeah. pretty with a week well, to
1: go. Yeah. While KC swept the ash. So. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh God. They've been the team. We, we've talked about the Royals a ton on this podcast in the second half of the year. Also, yeah. love, so, the use of, love the use of kitchen sink. I felt like I was talking to Brandon Anderson previewing an NFL game. The, the kitchen sink week.
3: <laughs> also, that we should mention, because the Blue Jays are two games up on uh, the Astros right now, they finish out with the, both the Yankees and the Rays. So things could get even more interesting by Friday, Saturday, if the Blue Jays start to, to crumble.
2: Well, you know, still playing games. Uh, we only get a week more of this team. The Padres, they're playing me. The, <laughs> sick of talking about these guys. Like, just get out of my face. Padres, uh, Giants uh, to take us home. Charlie, a play on this one tonight for this they, game. And it's Blake Snell. Blake Snell, was probably going to win the Cy Young. Uh, they're favorites tonight on the road against the Giants. And Logan
1: Webb. Yeah. Blake Snell, the Cy Young Award winner. Uh, I was telling Devon though, I was like, what if the Padres never lose, but the uh, Cubs swept the Rockies the Padres lost I think two games ago so they're all but done they should be in the playoffs but of course they're not I I would say the under is my lean here I don't have a play uh Logan Webb is a bottom 10 in hard hit rate but I don't know when you when you look at this game and you look at the Padres and especially now with the the series the season's basically all over how much motivation will they have we've seen plenty of times this team fall short and come up flat especially on the offensive end Machado's drawing plenty of criticism in that tribune piece, just about how they prep for this stuff. So uh Webb is an above average arm. He was in the Cy Young race for a long time, fell off a little bit of late. And then Snell obviously is all but likely the slight, the Cy Young winner. I would take a catastrophic event for him not to uh, both. These pitchers have around similar XE arrays, Snell's elite strikeout and whiff rate, kind of leads to his XCRA being inflated and he's able to get out of jams. But to me, it, it, the Giants can't hit and they also can't hit lefties. And I just don't trust this Padres offense. And I think that we could easily see like a one nothing game and just uh, a war of attrition and just see, to see who is going to score. And it's just these two teams are done. It's, it's so under lean for me, but I can't be betting a lot of these games where mom- where motivation is is incredibly difficult to even handicap.
2: Yeah, useless game. This is one of those, you know, just, just roll the hands over, ground out to short, ground out to second. Let's get the hell out of here. Unless you haven't played, BJ, that you're compelled to uh, give.
3: The value, like, like Charlie mentioned, I mean, the value is on the Giants here just because if you look at both these pitchers expected ERAs, they're eventually the, specifically the same. And even though San Diego hasn't been hitting the ball better than the Giants as of late, um, giving home field advantage to the Giants would give them a slight edge here as a, is a ever so, because I, I have them as an ever so slight favorite. So, if anything, I think the value's on the Giants. But again, I'm, I'm not betting this game. There's just, there's no way
2: that, that would be. And uh, here I am. I'm going to sound like the old school, like whiny, or even like the new millennial whiny baseball fan. But like, this is the problem with the sport. There's not enough, like Seattle, Houston is excellent. That is an excellent series that people should be dialed into. But there's too many series that don't mean anything at this point. So it's like you really gotta play 162 of these things if it's like if you're done, like there should be a cutoff line. Just like they do they do call-ups. If you're like at a certain record, just go away in September. That's the reward. You just get to go away and start your off season early. You
3: get to go away and play golf and yeah. Watch football and that's and that's it. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I mean it that wouldn't work with contracts. Right. and I know it doesn't yeah. work, but I don't like wait. that.
3: We should mention Blake Snell minus 6,000 to be the NL Cy Young right now. So, catastrophic would have to be like, I don't know, <laughs> two nine-run outings and Justin Steele, if he pitches twice, throws two perfect games, I guess. I don't know. So, yeah, it's,
1: Snell's yeah, it, it. yeah, it would it would have to take a lot or something horrible to happen. to I would have
3: to give out nine runs in the first inning tonight. Again, in his next what's start. Just, what's Justin Steele's number? He's 25 to one. That's not even close to good enough, so...
2: Yeah, it's over. Good yeah. job, Tanner. Tanner McGrath who will his join us tomorrow.
1: Steel, I think, uh, got well, didn't he get clobbered his last time out by the Pittsburgh? So, yeah, that, it's was, that was that was the icing on the cake.
3: That's the that and the AL MVP are the only two thing uh, markets that are up right now
1: with are the really... AL MVP market.
3: Yeah, Otani is like minus 20,000. <laughs> 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 so, if any of you's you so inclined to go put two dimes down and take a dollar for free, I mean, go ahead.
2: Okay, short slate, short show. We'll get out of here. Uh, we'll talk more about Seattle and Houston tomorrow. Um, Charlie, are you here tomorrow? No, I'm here Friday. Oh, it's Tanner and DeBundo. You're both not here tomorrow. Got it. Okay, yeah. that's it for Charlie uh, Desterko and PJ Cunningham, Brendan Glassheen. Thanks for listening to Payoff Pitch. We're presented by BetMGM. Back here tomorrow. Talk to you then.
0: Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.